Hello, and welcome back to the Monique Sunday Podcast. This is Mel. I'm so happy you're here listening, tuning in every week. We're back in action, baby. Twice in one week. Who are we? We're, I feel like we might be getting ahead of ourselves, but we will see. Today, well, last week I put a poll up on Instagram to see what people wanted to learn about, about social media because... I honestly want to be showcasing a little bit more of like what I do on a daily basis for work uh, through the Manuka Sunday account. And just because I'm, I'm offering more services and everything, I do want people to know kind of the background that I have in marketing. So I threw up a poll about a social, a social media episode and just asked people general questions of what they were wanting to learn about, what I could talk about and I got a few good questions so we're gonna run through them I am gonna keep these episodes like pretty short and sweet to the point and just you getting in and out with some good valuable information so yeah I really hope you like it if you do I would love it if you shared it tag me on Instagram I always love to see that chat with you in the comments or the dms I meant the dms um but yeah Let me know what you think, and if you have any other questions or want to learn about anything specific, I love hearing from you, and I love kind of just chatting about new episode topics or anything like that. It also really helps me because it kind of gives it a little bit of a flair, too, learning about other things that people want to hear from me, so yeah. Okay, well, jumping into this episode, we're going to be chatting about social media tips. First one was tips for reels. Obviously, reels, you're seeing them absolutely everywhere now. Um, It was like probably a year and a half ago that they just started, or maybe maybe less than that, like a year ago that they started really exploding and people saw a lot of growth from reels. And I think a lot of people, including myself, were like, nah, this is not going to be a thing. It's going to be a phase that TikTok phases out and whatever. But I, I feel like it's very clear that they're here to stay and... I think a lot of people really will still probably think that reels are just meant to be like for singing and dancing and that cringy stuff, but (laughs) you do you if you do that, Um, but it's not. Like I think that there's a really different audience on TikTok than Instagram reels and you just got to figure out what that is for you. So I put together a few tips that I've been kind of following because I am one of those person people that was like, absolutely not. I'm not getting on the camera and singing in, what do you call it? Lip syncing? Yeah, lip syncing <laughs> and dancing and all that. So I just wanted to say like to preface all of this, you got to put yourself in your audience shoes. If you know your audience and you know what they're going to like, that's going to give you a big tip on like what to produce. If you, if they are used to seeing like educational content and then they randomly see you just posting a video of like you dancing, that's odd. It like has to keep going with the phase of like what your account is, if that makes sense. Um, again, like taking in the attention spans as well of people, everything is quickly changed and people don't seem to pay attention much and so video content has gotten shorter and shorter and shorter and now we're in these little clips and everything that's trending is usually very focused or within the first three seconds is attention grabbing it has some sort of call for action it has quick clips it has like bright colors and all that everything that you see is 
aiming to grab somebody's attention in some sort of way. So keep that in mind. But again, all of this is to say, just make sure that it is you because at the end of the day, it's not, you're not going to want to create content if it's not feeling right to you. And yeah, I think that's honestly the most important part of creating reels and creating content in general is just making sure that it does reflect you and your brand and all of that fun stuff. So little like granular thing, granular things for reels. Cover pages usually perform better with having like a little title to entice people to click on them. I don't think they make a huge difference. I haven't seen a huge difference, but if you're a big fan of like making your feed cohesive and everything like that, and you're not like archiving your reels to just the reels page, I would add a cover. You can make that outside of Instagram and add it as a photo cover um, in the reels editing section, like on the last part. But yeah, that's a cool way to switch things up. Um, also, this should have been like the very first one, but stop looking at what everybody else is doing. Again, coming back to like the whole thing about you making content for yourself and like who you are, try to figure out what's next and what is still authentic to you, to your channel and to what will entice again what will entice your audience but at the same time being a little bit different because like not to go not to go into this whole thing of like everybody does the same thing but there's a lot of people doing the same thing you can scroll through a lot of reels and you'll begin to see a lot of morning routines or a lot of nightly routines and a lot of all of that and not to say that that's wrong I am definitely one of those people that has done that and will probably continue to do that if I'm needing something but 100% of the time if you do something a little bit different or just like a little bit more you in a way that somebody hasn't seen before it's gonna do better I've tested it myself I seen I've seen growth in clients I've seen growth in other people that have tried things differently and then you begin to see people copying you so you know you're onto something when people start copying you so there's that um okay for sounds and music I always look for the arrow pointing up and kind of sideways like to the right a little bit it's in like the bottom left corner you'll see that that means it's trending and I usually look for sounds that are between like like almost like 5,000 to like 10,000 reels made or even lower. I mean, you know, you're going to get something like really that might catch on really fast. If you have something like, uh, like but under 5k reels and you, you like, you can tell it's a good sound or, or music or whatever. Yeah. Always look for ones with like a kind of a lower range because you know, it's going to have a little bit more time to blow up. And that being said, Never delete your reels because every single one of mine that I've gotten a lot of views have blown up like three weeks later. So strange. I don't know why. I have no idea why. It's probably because those sounds start trending and then people start looking through them and all that stuff. So yeah, don't don't delete your reels. Even if they, like I've had some that are like sitting at 3,000 views for like two, three weeks and then have blown up to like over 200K. Strange. I don't know. I don't know why, but that is a big thing for me for sure. Cause I used to delete them and I'm like, Ugh, I wonder what would have happened to those ones all back then. But you win some, you lose some, you never know. So just keep them up. <laughs> but okay. So next one is for editing. I use splice. I'm going to give you a little bit of a tutorial and it might 
it might work, might not work. It's just kind of weird explaining in a tutorial over audio, but so when I take reels, I usually shoot all my videos in my, just my iPhone camera app. And then I, like a lot of people ask me what filter I put on. I just, I just like bring the exposure down or I'll like bring the brightness down later on if I forget to. Um, and then I bring everything into splice, but for the sound, I will scroll through reels, I find a sound that one, I like, two's trending, and three, aren't that long. Like I look for something like within 10 to 15 seconds. And so I save the audio. I also screen record the video that I found it playing on. And when that video is saved, I exit out of Instagram. I go back into Splice and I add all my media. So all of my uh, video clips, including the screen recorded sound. I know that sounds really weird, but fast forward to like all of your media is in Splice and you're going to have to play around with a little bit of this to just like understand a little bit more of what I'm talking about. But um, in, when you're in Splice and you just tap all the little video clips that you want in there, including your sound bite, sound recording, that all goes in there. Make sure the sound recording is like kind of near the front of Splice of all your video clips and then hold down on the sound clip that you screen recorded and it'll pop up with a thing called export. It'll be delete, export, whatever. You click export sound and it will bring go down to the next level, level and it'll be highlighted in purple. Then you go back up to the screen recording clip, delete it, and that'll bring all of your regular video clips forward. Go back down to the screen or the sound that you recorded and kind of like trim it just to make sure that it's like kind of lined up a little bit better. And then you can start going into like editing all of your clips. So now you have a better vision slash you can hear like when the beat drops or like anything like that to edit your clips better. And then when you're all done editing your clips, you can go back into like editing any transitions from like from different footage or whatever. This is again, you're going to have to play around with Splice a little bit because there's so many different options. There's like so many ways to edit in Splice. It's crazy. It's also free. So it's a great option to, uh, to use and it's just fun to play around with like animations and stuff like that. Tons of filters. You can adjust like the brightness and everything saturation, sharpness, all of that. So it's a really good way to take a really simple video clip and make it very interesting. Like all of those little transitions are great ways to grab somebody's attention. So yeah, that was a long-winded explanation of how I edit my reels. And then, so when all of those clips are edited, I export it or like just save it to my camera roll. I always save it as HD, like high resolution. And then I bring it back into Instagram and I add the sound that I saved, the one that I screen recorded, but I add the sound in Instagram and just line it up as best as possible. Sometimes it's not like perfect, but I don't really care. If it, if it's, if it works, it works. But you want to use the sound in Instagram, so it's going to pick up on that trending sound, if that makes sense. Okay. And then I always use a little geotag because that's been super, super helpful for, especially for me being in a new city now. I've, I've been tagging my city. Um, 
Another thing for captions is really great is just like adding a little, if you're doing something educational, add a very, very enticing like call to action, not like clickbaity, but something that like is going to entice somebody to click on the caption and read through it because when they click on it and it pulls up, your video is still playing. So if, you're, if your caption takes like 20 seconds to read and say your, for example, your reel is five seconds, that's four times that that, uh, that reel is going to be playing while that person's reading the caption. Then they're probably going to go back, watch the reel a couple more times, then you got a ton of uh, views. I was really scared I was going to mess up all that math and I might have, but... Oh. Um, yeah, so that's kind of a quick little chat about reels. It's... Don't put too much stress into it. I find that a lot of, like I see some people posting and I'm like, they were just wanting to get that out there. And like, I've been there too. I've, and then I'm just realizing like, why did I post that? I, that was so not me. That was weird. That was cringy. I, that's like, I'm going to take this down because one, it feels weird for yourself. Two, your audience can definitely tell. And three, it's just... It's probably not going to perform the best if you don't put actual time and effort into it. Okay, so another question was, um, or tips for small business account growth. So I think this starts with knowing your audience really well and finding out who they follow, um, kind of where they their your following hangs out, what they're interested in. If you're one of those people that kind of fits into that niche, then that's even better because then you can just take yourself out of the founder position and just put yourself more in the viewer and see like, what would I engage with or what would my viewer engage with? So, I mean, a few things are really important for everybody, uh, for wanting to like grow a following in general, posting consistently, showing up every single day, um, coming with like creating, creating some like type of series I always find is good. Like you don't have to post it as a series, like wellness Wednesday. <laughs> Or something like that. So your audience is like, oh, it's Wellness Wednesday. Look what we got here. (laughs) You know? Um, But it's more like you're creating a pattern for somebody that follows you to recognize. It doesn't have to be blatantly obvious, like like with a big title stamped on it. But just like creating the pattern that somebody can recognize and look forward to. For some reason, humans have like a weird tendency to just pay attention more when they're like used to it, used to something coming. That's why there's like, there's some sort of stat that like podcasts do so much better when they just are consistently at the same time of day on the same day of the week and everything like that. But yeah, same goes with posting. If you create a consistent flow of things like series or posting it tends to do better with audiences but yeah another thing i would if i were to personally create like some sort of retail store like small business right now i think i would present it in a way of a personal following like more of a founder based this is what behind the scenes of creating a retail business is like because personally like I am something someone that follows a ton of fashion accounts and I love seeing when somebody's like 
cutting out the fabric or sewing everything themselves or creating the the stencils and everything like that like the patterns and showcasing like how how much work actually goes into it is so fascinating to me so showing that and also like I feel like there was some sort of shift between like the beginning of the pandemic and now for some reason that people are so much more obligated or inclined to buy from somebody rather than a business. Like they're more inclined to follow a personality rather than a business. And I mean, that makes sense. And it is kind of cool that that has shifted, but at the same time, it's like, you got to start figuring out what your brand personality is. So you can tap into those people that really want to engage with that uh, personal level. So yeah, as a founder, maybe like creating TikTok account, like showcasing the behind the scenes, creating some reels from yourself, introducing yourself, introducing the products, like what they mean to you, who they uh, represent or what they represent, um, everything like that I think would be really cool. And then again, like taking yourself out of the founder position and putting yourself in the shoes of the audience and like seeing it from their perspective what would they find interesting to see or learn about from you? And this, I'm going to blend this into another question. Another one was like finding your perfect audience. Um, this is, this goes, goes right into that. Starting to think about who your dream client is or like who your dream audience is and almost making like a fake personality for that person. Say like everybody has somewhere they hang out, somewhere they shop, somewhere they like something they watch or listen to and, and read and like all those things. Make a character in your head or write it down, like definitely write it down. And yeah, so listen, list all of the things you know about them or how you would describe them and start to put yourself in their shoes. Who do they follow? Who do they hang out with? Um, go start following those accounts or like say they shop at Urban Outfitters, follow Urban Outfitters and start to interact with that account. See who's following that. That's where your audience is probably going to be. I mean, that's just an example for Urban Outfitters, but you can do that with every single type of influencer, creator account, um, brands, everything. Like I personally, I started working with a client that's like an esthetician office and I had to go find people that wanted to be at esthetician offices or like getting injections or in Botox and stuff like that. So I went out and found and tried to like be that person and I just listed out all the things that they're into. Um, like this, this can go like really deep, like into demographic or even into finances. Maybe say, say you have a product that's worth like $10,000. You're not going to be going after people that are buying like Shein, something like that. I don't know. That can get into like a really interesting topic too, but I would start there. Find the people that you want to surround yourself with, start following them, start following people that are kind of doing the same thing as you too, like not com- not straight up competitors, but maybe somebody that's in a different industry that's kind of at the same starting point as you. You can bounce ideas off of each other, find people that are interacting with both your accounts, stuff like that. And then I would probably do this whole exercise two or three more times. So you're finding that one perfect client and then by chance, if your content is missing that perfect client, you have two more characters that you're going after. So three, like one main demographic and then three kind of sub genres within those. 
So now when you're creating content, you can look at it from a viewer's perspective and like within those demographics. Keep asking yourself if it fits, if they're th- if you're thinking that they would think it was interesting, um, and if you're the type of person that would fit into this subgenre, play with that. Ask yourself like what you're missing from other brands. So we'll bring up that Urban Outfitters example again. Like if you're into stuff that is at Urban Outfitters and you're like watching their content and stuff, like take the things that you find interesting and fit it to your brand or just manipulate it in ways or ask yourself like what are they missing i think a really good question to ask yourself is like how can i close that gap if you go over to other brands that are kind of similar to yours and that have like kind of made it maybe have a way bigger following but you can see that there's clearly something missing in their content grab that and just make it your own Ooh, i'm getting winded again talking too fast (laughs) Okay, I have a next question. Best tips for a creator who's a little more shy slash not confident to get on camera. So I want to start this off by just saying like, you got to do what makes you feel you and what you're comfortable with on camera. You can't be going and putting yourself out there and making like all these uncomfortable things feel normal. I think that that's the first, that's the best way to make you want to quit, honestly. There's been so many times where I've tried to force things and I'm like, that fit just felt gross and sticky and weird and why did I do that? And then I end up usually taking it down. <laughs> I think it's also really important to remember that there's, you're not the only person like you out there. There's influencers and creators for absolutely everything, every audience, every niche, every whatever. So know that even if you're shy as a creator, there's always going to be people that relate to you in some sort of way and find value in your content. You may just want to like tweak your content a little bit. So you don't have to show up on video and and check off every single thing that somebody online says to do in one of those like crazy reels yelling at you to do these five tips for more engagement. Because believe me, I've seen those and I've been like, what the heck, I I need to do these and then I try them and I'm like that just felt so weird that wasn't me at all and I get frustrated with myself I get frustrated with the content and like why it's not working and stuff when it's supposed to I'm doing air quotes because it's supposed to work but like when it doesn't feel right it doesn't feel right so you got to stick with what what feels natural to you and it'll start coming easier And then people will be able to relate to you even more and want to follow and engage. So start thinking about the things that really make you you. I know I'm saying that a lot and it probably sounds really cheesy, but like the things that you love about yourself, the things that you're good at, the things that make you you, run with those things. Start with something within you. There's always going to be something within you that people are going to want to learn more about. I promise you that. And then finally, like stop watching what everybody else is doing. Create your own path. I've gotten so stuck and frustrated with this situation, like not having the beautiful house or the backsplash or the perfect lighting, the, the white marble countertops, like etc. It's frustrating that you see all these like beautiful aesthetics and beautiful things online, but you also have to rem- I'm at, like you're putting yourself into somebody else's perfect fairy tale land. It is Instagram. It is like a highlight reel. It's literally called a reel for a reason because it's the absolute best of the best. So stop comparing yourself. If you are comparing yourself, unfollow them or just not block them, but like mute their content so you don't see it as much. It's unhealthy to be comparing yourself 
that constantly to people. So I think, I mean, personally, on a deeper level, like I've found myself comparing to the point where I get so dissatisfied with what I'm doing. I have to reevaluate everything and just be like, take a step back. What do I love to do? Who am I? I'm a quirky, weird person that doesn't really like to show up on camera and sometimes I like to be a little aesthetic more or sometimes I like to show off my goofy side or sometimes like you know like all the things that make you you is gonna make it a lot more fun and engaging and just represent your brand as a whole better and then on top of that if you go and create this whole video or this content that's not you, people aren't going to be looking at it and be like, oh, that's weird. That's out of character. Like, just stick with what you got going. And if you're consistent and you keep going and you press on for finding that audience and like finding the people that you want to surround yourself with and that you relate to, I promise it's going to work. It just might take a little bit longer, but I promise it works. And you'll also continue to enjoy creating the content. I think that's a huge thing. Like when you stop enjoying creating the content, it's like such a drag. And I've been there and I've, this is when people just are like, I'm taking a week break or I'm taking a month break. And then you never see them on Instagram again. It's like, there's reason why people burn out because they're trying to do too much or they're trying to be something that they're not. And it gets really undissatisfied. And I completely get that this is a lot easier said than done. Like it is, it's hard to find your voice, especially online when there's so many people doing it and like getting out of your comfort zone and all of that. Like I, I am, this is, this is uncomfortable for me to even be talking online, but like, I want to share this stuff. So I'm trying to get a little bit out of my comfort zone, but also like not putting so much pressure on myself for it to be absolutely perfect or like super bubbly like you hear on all these other podcasts and the perfect questions and interviews and everything like that I'm like I'm trying to be me still so and like my followers might not be growing super super fast like the aesthetically pleasing videos and all of everything out there but at the same time I have really engaged amazing followers and a great community that really supports me in what I do and I love that so yeah I think that's a really important note to take in with all of that. So the final question, I've kind of blended it together with um, just to cut some time, but working with creators or working as an influencer and creating or having tips for collaboration slash getting paid collaborations. That was a whole jumble of questions in one. But as for being a brand and working with influencers, I I tend to I like as somebody that works with brands for my clients, I am super straightforward. Um, I work with creators on a level where I'm just if I have a budget, I can straight up be like, hey, we'd love to work with you. Um, don't beat her on the bush. I'm also no as a creator. Like when I get messages or emails that are like four paragraphs long I'm like what's going on here and then you get other brands that are just like hey we'd love to work with you send us an email and I'm like down yeah let's do this so I think I get I get where the I want to put a bunch of information in here and like give them as much as possible to show off my brand and like all that but at the same time I think that 
creators are going to do their or their research, and if they see something that they like, they'll work it through. And then as for regards is like creating the content in general. If you're a brand looking for a creator or a influencer, I would just have your guidelines ready to go to show the creator like what you're looking for so nobody's wasting any time. Like the creator isn't wasting your time by taking different um, like photos that don't really work with what you want. Um, Add any specifics in there, any budgets, anything like that, and just get everything signed and in a contract to make sure that you guys are all taken care of on all levels. And then as a creator, I would say same sort of thing. If you're reaching out to brands, be straightforward and just showcase your work in ways that you can help them. So... For example, if you're looking at like a skincare brand and it's like bright and beautiful photography and like really, really like uh, like skin forward and stuff like that. If you're somebody that like loves skincare, reach out to them and say like, here's what I can do for you. I like, I don't think you have to do a, have a ton of followers or anything to be a creator or be an influencer right now. Um, you don't necessarily have to be posting the content to your page to be working with a brand. I've personally worked with multiple brands that I've presented it in a way of like, hey, I'm a content creator. I do this for a full-time living and here's my photography. Here's the content I've created in the past for other brands. This is what I can do for you. And I've even sometimes taken free con- free product and just like created something for them and said, hey, if you want to send me your product, I can create a bunch of stuff for you, like some reels, some posts, whatever you want, some user-generated content, which is what every brand needs right now. And you send it back to them and they're like, hey, actually, yeah, this would work really well. And I'm just making sure that it follows the guidelines of what their feed looks like. I haven't gotten any specifics from them personally, but I've kind of just taken in the general factors that their brand looks at. So lighting, Maybe if it's like simple photography or if it's like full of color or anything like that, you're just taking in the little things that you can pick up on from their feed. Then you can send it over to them and do like one or one or one of a few things. In the past, I've done things like sent them some past work and say, hey, I'd love to work with you on a like a monthly schedule basis and I can create like X amount of posts for you each month as like a user generated thing. So like even one time I took <laughs> I took photos of Joey with the skincare and it's like, hey, I can just off I can now offer you a male perspective and stuff like that. So just like kind of working with your with what you have and getting out of the box a little like you don't always have to be the person that's like promoting a brand on your page for me personally I that's not really my thing I don't have a ton of followers in the grand scheme of things and me posting with a selfie of a like a a a skincare line like beside my face doesn't really make sense for my audience like but yeah, yeah, it works for other people for sure. And I'm not knocking that because it like definitely works for other people. Some people are just straight up like talk about products on their stories and that's like their thing too. And they generate like a ton of revenue for that. But for me, I had to go a little bit out of the box and see what really worked for me. My thing is content creation. So I stuck with that and I did like product display 
product photography and everything like that. So just finding like what works for you and just seeing what type of opportunities you can make for brands is a really good way to start as a content creator with um, if you don't have too many followers just yet. But yeah, just like never, never be afraid to reach out. If you have something that you work with every single day or you use every single day, such as like jewelry or something that's a part of your daily life and it's like actually you, the brand's going to want to be a part of that. So just start like tagging things like and just engage in their content. They're going to want to have authentic people representing their brand for them. So it's never, it never hurts to try. And honestly, like, like the worst thing that's going to happen, they're going to be like, Hey, we'd love to work with you in the future, but right now we don't have the budget or we don't have the capacity to take on new creators. That's literally the message that I've gotten from a bunch of people before just like shooting my shot. So if your ego can take that, (laughs) it's like, that's a joke. It's not, it's really not a big deal. Um, just go for it. And like the worst thing that's going to happen is you're going to be in the same situation. The best thing that's going to happen is you got a new collaboration and you're getting out of your comfort zone. So it's a win-win, I would say. Okay. So that was a good way to start off the social media. Joey's cooking in the background and I can't tell if you can hear it or not, but we'll see when I listen to this back. So that kind of wraps up our little social media topic today. I'm going to try to do these like maybe once a month, maybe once every couple months, depending on how people react to it and if they like it, if they want to hear more, if they want to learn more. But yeah, if you have any questions with any type of social media stuff, I love talking about it. I love chatting about strategies. So just send me a DM or I even offer one hour consultations that we go like really deep dive into your brand and we can always chat about that stuff too. So that's available on my website. I can also link that below just in case anybody wants to check it out. But yeah, I hope you have an amazing day. If you enjoyed this, feel free to share, feel free to review, send it to your friend, send it back to me, tell me what you loved, what you didn't like, whatever, what I can do to make the next one better. I'd love to hear it all. Anything helps. I hope you have an amazing day and thank you so much for listening. Bye.